0: okay so those of y'all that weren't here we hit daniel chapter 7 last week we got to verse 14 and so i want to lightly touch on what we hit and then we'll roll from there like i explained the first six chapters of daniel is a history of daniel of, of what happened in his life and and uh, and then the last six chapters of Daniel, which starts in chapter seven, um, is it, it it focuses more on prophecy and and how well God actually reveals to Daniel, um, you know what's going on, what's going to happen. What's to Daniel? It's his future. To us, the cool thing is is that we can look back and we can see that Daniel's future is our past, and so it's it's kind of neat that we can look back and say well did this actually come true you can test you can test it and see and that's where i was talking about last week where where people say you know i i I want to believe in god but you know i just i just can't i don't um how how can you trust the word how can you trust the bible how can you trust what daniel's saying and it's real simple read the word (laughs) just read his word you can see right there whenever you get into it the holy spirit's gonna gonna talk to you first and foremost he's gonna like it says the holy spirit reveals the truth to us he reveals what god's trying to tell us um and so just read the word and they say well i don't want to read the word i don't i don't i don't i don't want to read the bible I, it's just you know well then you, unfortunately you don't want to know the truth is what that comes down to because if you just open this up you can see daniel in particular i mean all of them are straight but Daniel, it's so precise. His, his, the, the, the visions and the dreams that he had were so precise because God revealed it. There's, no, there's nothing else that can reveal the future but God. And so God reveals the future to Daniel. And the crazy thing is, like I said last week, um, you have Bible scholars. You have, uh, and I use that term very loosely, you have liberal um, theologians if you will that say that daniel wasn't written by daniel or that it was written way after it was written and it's because the reason why they say that is because it is so precise it's so exact and it's so true it's exactly the way daniel laid it out the way what the holy spirit revealed to daniel he wrote it down he lays it out and it's exact it's exact and that's how you know that's how you know that's what you tell them look (laughs) the god god's word is true it's straight and here i'll show you i'll show you how it is and so i want to pick up on verse 15 so so we'll read that Uh, verse 15 chapter 7 daniel i daniel was grieved in my spirit within my body and the visions of my head troubled me oh yes before i start before i get into this deep um what you have to realize is like i said last week um chapter 7 isn't chronologically okay the the book of daniel is not written chronologically in order okay um like i said the first six chapters is kind of daniel's history of how it came about you know through captivity and and in babylon and and all the kingdoms taking over as they came you know one through three and then um but chapter seven actually takes place about about 14 years is 553 bc so it's about 14 years before daniel is in the lion's den okay and so um yeah he's uh he's not following along chronologically he's he's kind of this is now he's 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 going back to what he wrote down that he didn't tell anybody about so he just wrote these down he when he had these dreams and these visions he just wrote them down and you'll see at the end of this chapter where he he says i i didn't reveal this to anyone i kept it in my heart and so that's basically what he did but what you have to kind of to keep you straight on where we're at. It's about when he wrote this one down, this was about 14 years before the lions did. So, um, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by th- and asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. The great, those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. Verse 18, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever, forever and ever. Verse 19, then I wished I know to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet, and the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up before which three fell namely the horn that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words blasphemous words whose appearance was greater than his fellows i was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them till the ancient of days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the most high and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom verse 23 thus he said the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth which shall be different from all other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth trample it and break it into pieces the ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom and another shall shall rise after them he shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings and shall speak pompous blasphemous words against the most high Shall persecute the saints. In your King James, that shall wear the saints out of the Most High. That's, that's important. We'll get back to that one. And shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and a half a time. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people the saints of the most high his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him verse 28 this is the end of the account as for me daniel my thoughts greatly troubled me and my countenance changed but i kept the matter in my heart okay verse 15 we're just going to we're just going to break this down um verse 15 kind of goes back. We went through the first 14 verses. This goes back and just reveals to us basically, but I want to go a little deeper in, in in a few areas. Um verse 15, I Daniel was grieved in my spirit within my body and the visions of my head troubled me. I verse 16, I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Um so basically what's going on is is the visions and these these dreams that Daniel have this one in particular it's 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 really it's it's bugging him bad it's it's heavy on his heart he I mean you can imagine you you don't know what to think he doesn't know what to think he's he's seeing this fourth kingdom he's seeing all that's being revealed to him and it, it's hard to even understand with once we figure out who this is you can understand why Daniel is having such a problem um, trying to, you know, trying to 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 work this out, trying to get it in his head. What's what's going on here? Um, and so he didn't understand it so much so that he's standing in the in the dream. He's standing next to what we believe is an angel. It's an angel. So he asks that angel. He says, uh, he comes near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. So he told him the angel told him basically what's going on but you'll see as we go through these verses the angel will come in and he'll go a little deeper and then he'll kind of come back out he'll go a little deeper in in the vision and then he'll come back out and he just keeps doing that as we go through these these verses um because it's real easy to to to, he, he says this and then you think you know he comes back with something else and it's like okay so that happened too no he's talking about the same thing just a little deeper so um so um verse 17 those great beasts which are four are four kings which rise out of the earth um 17 we talked about this last week um the four beasts what you have to realize is is this is a perspective from god's view okay god's seeing this and he's explaining it from god's view um these four kingdoms earlier um daniel gives these kingdoms as gold and then the next kingdom was silver so it's The first dream, which is the same dream, was given from the perspective of a man. And so these kingdoms were like, whoa, you know, to a man. It's like, wow, you know, gold is awesome. And it's the most powerful kingdom, which was Babylon, which ever will be the most powerful Gentile kingdom. And so then it comes down to the next one, the silver. It was was gold, silver, which, you know, was the chest and the arms. And that was the Medo and Persian Empire and so then came the the belly and the thighs of bronze and that was the greek empire and then the legs and the and the feet of iron and clay which is the uh revived roman empire so these four kingdoms according to daniel's perspective or from man's perspective really um was that's how it was laid out gold silver bronze and and and, you know as it came down iron and clay mixed and so now you're getting a perspective from God's, you're getting a, a view from God's perspective. It's, God, God looks at our kingdoms, like he says, you know, he looks at, at, at man's wisdom and, and all that man has done and he laughs. But he looks at this and you see he equates it to a beast. Each kingdom is equated to a beast. And so the first kingdom, for example, was a lion. The second kingdom was a, a bear. And, and then it went on to a, a panther and that was the third kingdom and then the fourth you'll notice here daniel is asking about that fourth kingdom because that's the kingdom that that daniel's like wow that's this is whoa what, explain this one to me and the reason why he is he doesn't even he can't even equate it to an animal he can't even equate it there's 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 no animal or beast that he can equate it to and so we, the reason that is is because it's supernatural there's going to be the supernatural that's going to lead that kingdom, and what that is is like I said, it's 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 ferocious and terrible. It um, it says um, the fourth beast, which was different from all the others. It was exceedingly dreadful. Okay, so he doesn't equate it to a beast because he can't. It's so bad, um, and the reason that is is because it's the Antichrist. And it is the kingdom. It's the revived Roman Empire. We kind of went through that last week. The revived Roman The Roman Empire never was defeated. The Roman Empire imploded. Okay? And it was through about two or three things. First was government corruption. Governmental corruption. Then it was moral corruption. And then the third was they had a a problem kind of it's like i'm telling you it's crazy you look at it today and it's the same with with our society today we've got governmental corruption we've got a moral decay that's unparalleled um i mean you can just look around and see it and then we have an alcohol and drug problem and it's everywhere and they had the same thing then they weren't beaten by any kingdom they imploded okay kind of remind you and, look, and you kind of look at our kingdom or our society today it's not a kingdom but it's a country and it's we are in bad trouble and and look how how our characteristics are mirroring the roman kingdom and so as we can see you know you, you have, what is it forewarned is forearmed if we would just walk with god you would see we would see where this goes it's like we can see it it's coming to an end crazy thing is is that the roman empire lasted about a thousand years ours is only about 250 it's like and we're already headed south so um the crazy thing though is <clears throat> is that whenever you whenever you turn away from god you, you're just you turn away it's like darkness it's you're either light or dark you're either like god said you're either serving me or you're serving satan there's no in between and unfortunately this country is kind of this kind of where we're 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 at i mean you got to figure back in 1962 was when they outlawed uh, prayer in public schools said it was against the law to pray in public schools 1962 in that kind of crazy by 1969 we were uh, peace love and sex you know that's what that that message was and it took what seven years seven years to get there and then from then on it's been just a moral just decay and it's just getting worse it's where now god says that in the last days uh, men would not endure sound teaching from the word and that's where we're at it's it started Back in the early '60s, and now I mean, you got uh, 1973 Roe versus Wade. That's where okay, it's okay to kill babies. That's by 1973, and so now we're looking at they've pulled the Ten Commandments out of the courtrooms. They, you, you, I mean, they, they want to tell you that you can't mention Jesus in school. They can, they can bring you some heartache with it, but they're trying to move to where you can't even. I mean, it's just you know it's a no go zone. Um things are seriously have gone south and if like i said if if we would just look at history, look at what happened with these kingdoms. Look look what God is laying out here. This is what's going to happen. You know, still i don't you know i don't know. <laughs> you want to say, you know, maybe we could turn this around, but ultimately if anything teach our kids the truth and at least they'll know the truth, right? Um because we know this is going according to plan, according to God's you know plan. He's not up there going, oh, you know, oh, <laughs> whoops, whoops, didn't see that coven. Y'all get over there, angels, G- G- Gabriel, get over there. No, God's up there running the show. He's in control, always has. Um, even in David's or uh, Daniel's day, when B- Babylon came in, I mean, we're talking Israel here. Babylon came in and won israel god's chosen people there's a reason he uses he uses that evil he uses these things you know to to accomplish his will you know it's not a it's not a pampering love that god has for each one of us it's a perfecting love and being that being the case he does whatever i mean for those the lord loves he chastens for his children he chastens he disciplines and so that's what we have here um 18 i want to get in i want to roll um verse 18 but the saints of the most high shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever okay so basically we know what that's talking about it's it's before the you know the beast the great beast the, the the fourth kingdom the revived roman empire um it's already happening the Antichrist is going to come. He's going to come out of the European nations. It's, it's crazy thing is, is like I said last week. the uh, The Roman Empire, even back in that day in Jesus's day, said they called it a league of nations. They called themselves a league of nations because they would go out, they'd conquer, and it's like in that nation would they would they would graft in. And then they'd go out and conquer that kingdom, and so then they'd graft that kingdom in, and it would just kept going like that. And once they did they would pretty much try to remove any of the the culture any kind of uh the part of the culture that would remind them of their of their history their their actual origin and so as they all came together it was called the league of nations well if you'll notice the that was the roman empire now we're into the revived roman empire which is on the scene and is where we're living right now it's in, we're in that those times we're in the fourth kingdom and the antichrist is as you can tell you can look around and see the antichrist is just about to come on the scene the cool thing is is that everybody here that has invited jesus christ in their heart we're not looking for the antichrist we're looking for jesus christ right and so we're not going to see like it says like i, I said last week i, I touched on it first thessalonians four sixteen 16 and 17 second thessalonians 1 through 3 um chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 says very clearly is that uh god's going to call his church out and then the son of perdition will be revealed and so and christ is going to come on the scene but we're like i said we're we're, we're not looking for that so um but here in verse 18, um, what it's talking about is Jesus taking the throne. Jesus comes on the throne. He sits, and and basically what's going to go on is that we, with Jesus, are going to rule and reign with him. And so, if you look in uh, 1 Corinthians 6-3, not only are we going to rule and reign with him, it says that he, we will even judge angels. And so, I'm pretty sure that that's demons. I'm pretty sure that's Satan's angels. So... <laughs> um, yeah, because the angels that are with God, they need no judgment. They are they're good. But I, like it says, we will judge angels with Jesus. And so, First um, Corinthians six three, um, then uh, nineteen. Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet. Um daniel wanted to know like i was saying he wanted to know who this who this fourth who this fourth beast was who this who this well who was this guy how come he's so powerful and so and because that's what it was it's like the antichrist comes in he's just like i explained last week um he's he's going to be very charismatic he's going to come out of the european nations he's he's already here he's already on the planet we we don't know him he's just waiting to come in. And um he's going to be very good looking. He's going to be very charismatic. People are everybody's going to love him. So that's definitely how you know it's not Obama. And so <laughs> Yeah. And so but um he's going to be um he's going to bring about peace. He's going to there's going to be we're talking about the tribulation here cuz which I'm sure y'all know we are in the 69th week. Daniel's 69th week. Okay? And there's the 70th week is just looming out there. It's kind of floating because it's up to God. He, when, whenever that last Gentile says, yes, Jesus, boom, it's time to go. And God's going to call his church out. And that's like I said last week, it's not a building. It's not a, a denomination. The church from the Greek word, church from the Greek, it refers to every person that has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior okay every individual it's okay made their election true um that's who he's going to pull out and so then once the restrainer which is what we're, that that is we're the restrainer um i got to woo. the restraining we're we're with the holy spirit in each one of us we're restraining satan antichrist that evil and so Whenever God pulls us out, that's when, around that time, the seven-year tribulation is going to begin. And so, um, the first three and a half years, it's going to be seven years. The first three and a half, uh, Antichrist is going to come on the scene, and he's going to be trying to implement all this, you know. He's going to be trying to get set up and organized. He's going to start passing out his number, this you know, the number of the Antichrist, 666. He'll be giving that out. And that's and what I tried to, to encourage last week, was when you read the book of Daniel you it would not hurt you at all to read along with revelation at the same time because there are verses that god revealed to daniel the 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 visions and the dreams there's you know there's verses that are word for word what he revealed to john on the island at patmos when john wrote revelation and so that just shows you right there that you know god's got it he's he's straight it's true and he doesn't just reveal it to one individual he revealed it to 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 Daniel, he revealed it. To Ezekiel, he he revealed it. To Isaiah, he revealed it. I mean, all the prophets. I mean, it's not different for one and different for another. It's all the same by one spirit, like God says, by one spirit. So, um, anyway, the the first three and a half years, it's going to be peace. He's going to bring peace upon the world. Like I said, everybody's going to love him. I mean, it's you look at him and it's going to they're going to think you know you're we're thinking we read this beast. It's like we we think well. How can a beast be, you know, uh, very charismatic, very well-spoken, you know, very good-looking? How how can a beast be that? But what you have to realize here is how does God see us? He sees us through the heart. He sees our hearts. He doesn't, he's not an outward appearance. So what you have to realize is apply that there. God is speaking of his heart. He has a black heart and he would just as soon kill you as look at you. And that's how he's going to be but when he comes on the scene like it's like god says he you know satan is, is craftier he's craftier and very is very crafty very deceitful um and so he'll come on he satan doesn't come at you with a pitchfork satan comes at you as a shining light you know just ask joe smith he saw a shining light and so whoops <laughs> you know i'm gonna bring it i'm gonna bring it straight with love but that's what it was you know um and that's a rabbit hole that i'm not going to go down today but um out of love but um you know satan comes at us he doesn't come at us with a pitchfork he doesn't have horns and he doesn't have a tail and uh satan comes as a as a beaming shiny shiny light um what's crazy just a little side note um our word serpent the english word serpent is where we get the snake you know whenever we think of the serpent who deceived eve adam and eve we think snake, okay? No, if you go into the Greek, the word serpent is actually um brilliant brilliant creation, shining uh creation. Um it's just if you go into that study it's it's crazy how the Greek or actually the Hebrew back then, but the way it translates, it's not a snake it's the most Satan was the most or Lucifer at that time was the most beautiful creation God had ever made and so that's why today if you were to see Satan like I said you wouldn't see red horns and you wouldn't see these fangs and this demon face you're going to see a very good-looking individual whether it be he can appear as anyone he can appear as a woman or a man he can he comes as a beam of light and so um first three and a half years antichrist is going to be the same antichrist is not satan okay antichrist is fueled by satan okay if you if you don't realize satan is actually in heaven right now he is not there residing but he is before the throne and like the bible says he is the accuser of the brethren he is sitting up there right now night and day accusing us of what we're doing while he actually is telling his little minions, his, his generals, his lieutenants, and his colonels, and just all the way, you know, up and down to his privates, he's got them coming and, 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 and throwing thoughts in our head, tempting us to do this and do that. And come on, you know, teasing us and, and tempting us. And then Satan's up there going, yeah, look, look, God, look what he's doing. It's just, wow, you just want to, and one day we're gonna. <laughs> just so y'all know, angels, we're here right now. Human beings are here, angels are here, and then God is here. Whenever we get our new bodies, when we're raptured, we go right above. We go above the angels. And it says in God's word that we're going to look at at Satan and go, is that, that who was messing with us? That who was accusing us? It's like we could thump. (laughs) You know, I I know I'm going to feel like doing that, but that's the way it's going to be. We're going to be above them. We're going to be below God. We're not going to be God's. As some try to teach, but yeah, we're gonna be below God, but we're gonna be above them. And so, um, like I was saying, is but this is who we're dealing with when we when it comes to the Antichrist. The Antichrist is gonna be fueled by Satan while Satan's up there. Um, you know, Antichrist is gonna be down here uh getting things straight, getting things in order, passing out the numbers and what if you read Revelation it's very clear what's gonna end up happening is Um, And we'll get to that here in this next few verses. Um, He's going to be passing out that number. People are kind of concerned today about that number. It's like, oh, don't, you know, because we know we're not supposed to get that. We're not supposed to take that. People are thinking that it's going to be that barcode. Um, What you have to realize is when you read Daniel and when you get into Revelation, you'll see that that's not established until the Antichrist comes on the scene. antichrist then passes out that number and it says that you won't be able to buy sell or trade anything without it and so we'll get into this a little uh, around um verse 25 but uh yeah he's uh it's going to be ugly for those that 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 do in the long run and it's going to be ugly for those that don't in the immediate because there's actually in the tribulation there's going to be people that do come to the truth they come they will be saved Okay. There's not going to be a whole lot, but there's going to be more than we think that are going to actually be saved. And the sad thing is, as we get on here, you, you'll see, and especially in Revelation, it talks about how um, when you deny the Antichrist and you turn that number, you, you say no to the number, um, and eventually they'll invite Jesus into their heart, they will be decapitated. That's going to be the method of death. They will be decapitated some he's going to starve because if you can't buy food you know and as you get past the three and a half years the first three and a half which is uh, you know three and a half years of false peace um that's when i'm getting ahead of myself but i just want to i got to tell you the next three and a half years is when all the vial, the seven vials are, are are opened up and poured on the earth one at a time and then the seven bold judgments are, are poured out on the earth and it is an ugly time and uh like i said we will not be here um seven year tribulation we're going to be up what they what the bible what god's word says calls the uh, marriage supper of the lamb we're going to be there feasting while people you know and it's by their choice understand this God gives us a choice, okay? And what we do with that choice is what we're going to either be rewarded with or what we're going to suffer the consequences for. And so all these people that have rejected Jesus, okay, they're going to be suffering here. And it's like I explained last week. God says he's going to tell them on that day, not my will but yours be done. And so that's how that's going to roll and unfortunately they're going to be starving because if you get into revelation you'll see in the last three and a half years of the tribulation like i said the the judge the bold judgments are all poured out and i mean the green is going to be burned away i mean god has to shorten the days or otherwise man would 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 burn to death is what it says so he shortens the days okay and a lot of um um christian scientists believe that what happens is because of the earthquakes there's earthquakes volcanoes i mean everything is is just boom it's those it's those uh um birth pangs that revelation talks about and and it's they're going to be hitting and they're going to be hitting harder and harder and faster and faster which we have right now i mean earthquakes you look at them you look at from night statistics you look at 1950 and how many there were and at what uh range that the on the richter they hit and then you look today it's unreal it's it's almost quadrupled in the amount of earthquake earthquakes that were having and i remember i was in the earthquake in 89 in in uh, frisco i enjoyed that 7.1 <laughs> i was bouncing off walls trying to get out that house and i mean to tell you i th- we thought that 7.1 was huge and it was but that is going to be nothing I mean, they're already getting higher. We've already the eight point oh in Japan, eight point oh. I mean, seriously, you look at the statistics then and now. It's almost quadrupled the 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 impact. The the, the Richter has gone. You know, from four or five all the way up to eight nine now. It's just it's these are kind of the averages that are happening. So things are rolling according to God's plan. He says that this was going to happen. Um but yeah in that day you know you people are thinking oh well you know i'll be able to go hunt i'll be able to go you know kill me some food and and i'll be able to eat no you won't because there's not going to be any animals it's basically the grass is going to get burned away it says that there's going to be such an earthquake that it's going to shake the mountains to where there are none there will be no mountains left Okay, And what I was saying about the scientists, they're saying that when the the Christian, because there are actually Christian scientists, they're saying that the axis of the earth is going to tilt, it's going to move to where, I don't know if y'all realize that, but the way the axis of the earth is, the way the earth sits is how we deal with heat and how we deal with cold and how our winters and summers, how bad they are. They say when that axis gets back to where it was, back, you know, they say the, the flood and such, they're saying that that's when you know the heat and uh and the it's gonna get it's gonna be bad it's gonna the heat's gonna rise we're gonna have a lot more hotter summers and i've had enough of that already but anyway um yeah, i'm glad we won't be here is all i can say um but what ends up happening in that last three and a half is of the tribulation satan is going to get like it says he's going to be cast out of heaven like a bolt of lightning he's going to be cast to the earth he's not going to be allowed to come into heaven anymore and accuse us and so when that comes about satan well as we if you read in 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 revelation it talks about how the antichrist is mortally wounded okay so what i'm what well, we think i mean nobody knows for sure but it would have it would probably be a headshot he's going to be dead i mean he's going to get shot probably boom in the head he's going to hit the ground and everybody's going to see it i mean it's we're already in that age i mean we can see what's going on in france live right now with facebook and whatever else you got out there all the media you know um we can see it live and so but what's what's going on here is you're going to see that the antichrist is laying there dead okay on the ground and that's when Satan, Satan loves to imitate. We know this. He's an imitator from hell. Pardon the pun, but he is an imitator from hell. And he, he, he will have his holy trinity, his, his unholy trinity. And where he's going to come in, and he will possess the Antichrist. And the Antichrist will rise, and everybody's going to be fooled. You know, I mean, they've already been fooled. But he, they're going to, oh, man, even the Jewish people they're going to be fooled they're going to think that this is god it's like who can raise rise raise themselves from the dead and so he's going to rise up he's going to be completely healed and then he's going to rule and this is when like I says all hell is going to break loose it's going to get bad 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 um even to the point where he comes in and this what but the, they said that he comes into the temple and, and he makes the temple desolate it's uh he comes in and proclaims to be God and tells everybody that they need to worship. They need to worship him. And that's when God's going to remove that veil completely from the Jewish people's eyes. There's no Gentiles really around because the Gentile, the Gentile church has been pulled out. and so, But mainly the Jewish people, um, that's when he's going to show them that, okay, there you go. This is not, this is not your Messiah. And they're going to see it. And so, like I said, he comes in and he he comes in and, and tells them that he's God and wants them to worship him. They say, oh, well, nah. And so, that's when they run. They it, The Bible says that they run to Petra. I don't know if y'all know, have you ever seen Petra. It's a real place. And it is cool. Um, but they're going to run there. And then, you know, this is how sad Satan is. He just, you know, he knows his time is short, so he pours on the heat. And he brings the flood the bible talks about that where he brings the flood and um excuse me um they run they're in petra and he's trying to flood the flood the people god causes a earthquake to swallow up all the water i mean you're not going to hurt god's people <laughs> it's not happening so anyway there's a lot of stuff going on um but the cool thing is like i said is that we're not going to be here to enjoy that if there is anybody in this room that has not made jesus their lord and savior i guarantee you read revelation and then come talk to us because you you don't you want to make your election sure it's jesus okay you want to make him your lord and savior because uh, and it's going to be your choice but if you don't you can see that it's going to be ugly for that individual um and then, of course, then you've got to look forward to the Great White right Throne Judgment, which we'll get into. Um, it's not going to be pretty, is putting it lightly. Um, but yeah, Daniel wanted to know about this fourth, this fourth beast, this fourth kingdom, and so uh, the angel tells him, the angel tells him who, who it is. Uh, we're in verse twenty, and the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up before which three fell namely that that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke blasphemous words whose appearance was greater than his fellows okay these 10 horns are 10 regions okay as you can see countries are kind of done away with there's no england there's no america there's no australia the countries are done gone it's they divided up the antichrist divides it up into 10 regions okay and he puts a king in charge of each region a king a ruler whatever you want to call it um but there'll be kings in each one okay and then the antichrist comes out and this what he's talking about here this little horn with eyes it denotes intelligence when the eyes and the little horn uh, ears and eyes mouth that speaks um blasphemous words um it denotes Serious intelligence, and that's the Antichrist. He's going to be very smart, very intelligent. He's going to uh, he's going to do away with famine. He's going to do away with wars. He's going to. I mean, he's a very smart individual. Um, but that's what that's talking about is the Antichrist. Is the little horn that comes in, and then what he does is the UN. Like I said, the League of Nations is Rome, Roman back in the day. Well, we have the equivalent today, and it's the United Nations, the UN. It's, <laughs> there you go, Roman revived Roman Empire um so the antichrist comes in he divides the regions puts a king in each one and then he he takes three and throws them out he doesn't like what they're doing i guess maybe they're not bowing far enough down and so whatever it is he casts them out he throws them out and um um but what you have to look at um because you're looking at this and it says in verse 20, and the ten horns were the head, and the other horn which came up before which three fell, namely the horn, that horn which had eyes and a mouth, which spoke blasphemous, where his appearance was greater than his, his fellows. He, he was greater than all the, the ten kings, because it is the Antichrist. Verse 21, I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. So you're asking yourself, wait a minute, prevailing against the saints? Wait a minute. How do we know that it? God says that that uh, hell will not prevail against the saints, right? So, what is this? Wow, what's this speaking to? What you have to do is go to Matthew sixteen eighteen, which I'm gonna do. Y'all can too. Sixteen. 18 that's the only bad thing about that fan (laughs) 16 we'll just i'll I'll just go back to 16 16 and we'll go through 18 this is where jesus is speaking to peter says simon peter well first but who do you say that i am simon peter answered and said you are the christ the son of the living god Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And verse 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. See, that's where we get that. It's saints. The saints, the gates of hell, Satan's not going to prevail against them. Okay, And we know it's talking about the Antichrist there. That's, you know, that's, satan's unholy little terror and so what's that talking about well and oh before i turn that page let's make it very clear um god's not talking about i'm going to build my church on peter (laughs) okay there's a there's a certain few out there namely the catholics believe that there peter was the first pope and god is building his church on peter and what we have to realize is it's what peter said you are the living son of god okay you are the christ the son of the living god that's what peter said and that's what jesus is talking about i'm going to build my church on so we've got to keep that let's keep that straight um so it says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it okay um what you have to realize here is that the church age hasn't even come about this is daniel is the church age is not even here. And in Daniel's day, they didn't even understand it was a mystery. The church age was a mystery to them. They, they thought that, you know, Jesus, as it was handed down, Jesus, when he came, he was supposed to, you know, come in and conquer, you know, Rome. Conquer the Roman Empire and take control. And when he didn't, because like he said, Jesus came on a donkey okay not to come he didn't come to make war he came to save that that was lost is what he tells us and so they didn't understand that the first coming jesus was coming to seek those that needed saving and then the second coming was when he was going to bring his wrath and and come to war and that's when if you read in revelation or anytime you read in the in, in the word whenever someone a king is coming to 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 have peace to make peace to he'll come riding in on a donkey jesus came riding in down the the path on a donkey on palm sunday when they laid the palms down and you know they they were even calling him messiah okay he came in on a donkey if you read in revelation you'll see the second coming what's he riding on he's riding on a great white horse and guess what we're following with him okay on horses, great, on white horses. And so, I can tell you this. Uh, people ask, is there animals in heaven? I know there's no cats in heaven. But I know there's horses. I know there's horses. <laughs> because we're going to be riding some, you know, following him. And so, but he comes in riding on a white horse, great white horse. And like it says, y'all know, it, he uh, the sword comes out of his mouth, which is the word. And just with the word, he just decimates you know armageddon is what what we're talking about here um the valley of armageddon where satan has rallied all his his peoples and all the armies of the world and they're going to sit there and actually think that they're going to beat god i don't know what kind of lie he's going to tell people to make them think that they're going to be able to do that i I would think aliens i've always thought that they're going to use the alien card because it's all you see all over the tv it's all you you know it's aliens you know even scientists have given most of them have given up on the the darwin you know big bang theory they know that man comes from from one seed but the sad thing is is they won't give it to god that god you know placed adam and eve adam on the planet and then brought eve they won't they say that they have traced dna down to two people that would be adam and eve we know that but what they're trying to say now is that they believe that aliens came and and seeded the planet. <laughs> okay? So that's why I think, you know, like also God says that um Satan's going to be able to call fire from the sky. He's going to be able to call fire from the sky. So very possible. I mean, he could park make it look like park motherships over some major cities and laser down and there you go poof you got fire because i mean the laser hits the ground he'll call fire from the sky um we know that all these prophecies that you read in revelation these guys didn't have technology like we have these days they all they had was donkeys they didn't even have cars so much less you know the the you know we see aliens all over the place and that's just my opinion um there's a really good audio drama that uh, is on CSN that you can listen to. And that's kind of where they have done, they've, they've kind of given you the picture. And it's a possibility. We're not saying that it is or that it's not. But it's a very good possibility because, like I said, that's, you look around, that's all you see is aliens, aliens, aliens. So how hard would it be for Satan to park some motherships ships above some cities and have them fire down the lasers and poof, there's fire, there's, everything's blowing up. And now you're going to, you know, who knows? But ultimately god says that it's going to be so believable that even the elect would be fooled if that were possible so that tells you whatever he does the elect is us we know god's word we would be fooled whatever he does we would go whoa okay that's real that's real you know and so that tells you satan he's gonna do some miracles it says He's going to call fire from the sky. He's going to cause, uh, you know, false miracles. He's going to, you know, he's going to have little, little, a little power. And so people are going to be fooled. Um, the sad thing is, is what we're trying to get here, 20 and 21, is that the church has been raptured out, okay? And the saints that he's talking about here are those tribulation saints. Those saints that come to the truth in the tribulation, and there will be. There's going to be... The 144,000, that's 12,000 from each tribe of Israel, which equals 144,000. Those are the virgin witnesses. They're Jewish men. And they're going to go out, and they're going to be witnesses, and they're going to try to bring the truth to the world. And um, whoever they reach, there's going to be people that aren't Jewish, but that are going to believe, and some are going to be killed, you know. But some are going to live. And these are who... uh, Uh, verse 21 and verse 20 and 21 are talking about are the tribulation saints um and like it says as we get further into the tribulation um seven year tribulation uh, antichrist and satan they're going to ramp up their game they're going to come at after those that are here they're going to come after them uh they're going to starve them like i said there's there's so many different ways that but it's going to be ugly and he's going to try to get them he's going to try to get every one of them he won't though because when we get to the millennial reign those people that you know repopulate the earth are from this point in time these are the tribulation saints that repopulate the earth um, not completely but live on the earth and are ruled by jesus jesus comes down his his throne is on earth and we will rule and reign with him and he says that he will rule with an iron rod which denotes There will be no breaking the law. (laughs) I don't think there's going to be because Satan's going to be cast into the pit. You know he's going to be cast in the pit for a thousand years. Um, Those that don't believe, okay, they're going to be actually put in Hades. I don't know if y'all know the difference when the Bible there's the Bible has two words for hell. You've got Hades and you've got hell. Okay, and how we equate that is it's like. uh, Unfortunately, I'm not proud of it, but I was—I have been arrested in my past. <laughs> okay, God can use anybody, and I'm—I'm I'm a walking, living example of that. Thank you, Lord. Um, but what ends up happening? I'll just kind of try to explain it really quickly. Um, when you mess up, you break the law. You get to go to county. Okay, the police come and arrest you. They throw you in county. They throw you in jail. It's called county, and so—and you're waiting to see the judge. Well. You, after a day or two or whatever, how long it takes, they're not in no hurry, I guarantee you. <laughs> okay, it's like learn your lessons sit there and enjoy yourself. And so, um, you go before the judge, okay? okay? That's your court your court day, okay? Everybody that doesn't invite Jesus into their heart as their Lord and Savior will have a court date. And these court dates here on earth will pale by comparison because eternity is in the balance. eternity we're not talking about you know a couple years of uh, probation you know get straight get right unfortunately what we're talking about here is the eternity and there is no getting out for good behavior once you've been found guilty so go for the judge he either says innocent or he says guilty great white throne judgment the judge is going to be Jesus Bible says it's Jesus who's judging we will help him judge the angels but the books are opened. The books, and then there's one book, it's called the book of life. If your name's not found in there, you're automatically, you know, God says, depart from me for I never knew you. Um, but all the books are open. What all those little books are, is every individual that has ever lived, every second of their life is written in these books. Not only the, what they did, but the motivation behind it. And so, whoa. Uh, you know i know each and every one of us here would not like to stand up here and say hey this is what i did yesterday this is what i thought yesterday this is i guarantee you we don't you know all of us have secrets that we're not happy about proud of i guarantee you You know, that you know be careful that your halo don't come down here and choke you i know <laughs> so we all have secrets bad thing is for them it's going to be open for the world to see they're going to not only see what they did every second of every day, but the motivation behind it. And then that's God's going to judge. Okay, that's the judge. He's going to hand down the, the, uh, the guilty verdict. And then he's going to hand down the sentencing. He's going to sentence. Okay? There's different, guarantee you, there's different punishments in hell. Guarantee you, Hitler's going to get a whole lot worse than that little lady down the road there that, rejected jesus all of her life that was really a nice lady she tried to do right she thought that she could earn heaven which is why i hate religion because that's what they teach is that you can earn your way so she never fully trusted in jesus never made him her lord of her life never had a relationship because jesus says it. there's going to be many that do they're going to say but lord we cast demons in your name we prophesied in your name we perform miracles in your name If that don't break your heart, because they're going to wind up in hell. And the sad thing is, is that they think that their good is going to outweigh their bad. And the sad thing is, is that it's not. Okay. And so, um, Carl, you know, you know, um, God gave me a heart for the lost. He broke my heart. And so it shows up, it shows up um i hope he does yours too Uh, there's a song out that is just awesome and it speaks to the whole thing i'm talking about here it says lord break our hearts in such a way that it moves our hands and our feet i pray that for each and every one of us here is that god will break our hearts so much so that it will move our hands and our feet and we will get off our butts and we will tell the neighbor we will tell that person that we're afraid to talk to about it because they might not like us anymore it's like stop really really it's their life it's their life their eternal life that we're talking about here they can hate me all day long i'm gonna love them to the end and that's what jesus did and he wants us to do the same and so back to it um the tribulation saints they're gonna the hundred they they're gonna go out they're gonna prophesy or they're gonna uh witness actually there's gonna be two witnesses like me and brian agree on there's going to be two witnesses that are going to go all over the earth, and they're going to, they're going to bring the gospel. They're going to bring the good news. Um, and the crazy thing is that there's going to be those out there that are going to try to stop them. And it, the Bible says that fire is going to come out of their mouth and devour whoever does. So it's like, whoa. I don't know if y'all saw the um, Left Behind series by, uh, by Tim LaHaye with, with um, Kirk Cameron and his wife. She's, she plays the part. She's the stewardess. I don't know if y'all know that. But um, that one, I didn't watch the one with Nick, Nicolas Cage. But I'm, so I can't talk about that one. But the Left Behind series by Tim LaHaye with, with Kirk Cameron in it and his wife. I can't remember her name. Um, beautiful lady. Um, but watch that. There's there's three movies in that series. And it explains all of this. And it's really cool. It shows those two witnesses and what ends up happening. How, you know, 50 years ago, or 25 even years ago, you know, the, 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 the theologians and, and and all the religious were trying to figure out, well, how in the world is everybody going to see those witnesses? How are they going to see them? Because they're going to, eventually Satan's actually going to come when he comes into the body of the Antichrist. And he's going to kill that those those two witnesses. Chris seems to think that it's Moses and elijah elijah and moses i like i told said last week if he's right yay you know but i think it's it's um enoch elijah and enoch each one represents the old testament and the new okay there's 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 chris's or scriptures either way to back there's one there this is the thing when you present a a, a theory there can't be one scripture, one verse that goes against that theory. Because if it does, you might as well park that theory because it's wrong. <laughs> okay? So if you read in the Bible, it says that it is for a, an appointed to man once to die and then the judgment. Okay? Moses died. <laughs> okay, He wasn't resurrected. He, you know, he, he died. God buried him. Wow. I'd like to, you know, who wouldn't want to be buried by, by God? but yeah he did god buried him um but that's the thing is moses died okay elijah didn't he was taken up by god who else didn't brian enoch enoch didn't die he was taken up and so the who i think the two witnesses are and that's my theory and i haven't seen a scripture yet that shuts that down i have seen the scripture that shuts the other one down so anyway not like i said not that you know anybody's right or wrong if i'm wrong yay whatever it, we don't major on the minors and minor on the majors here you know so but we're gonna see i can't wait to see chris say yo man check i told you i told you uh anyway <laughs> it'll be funny but um anyway um let's go to uh, i believe we're in verse 22 um until the until the ancient of days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the most high and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom so what he's talking about there is that's when jesus comes and you know uh waylays you know satan and his armies like i said it, in in this in this chapter he he goes in and then he comes out a little bit and he goes in a little further and he comes back out and so that's what he's doing here um excuse me um thus he said the fourth 23 the fourth beast shall be a, a fourth kingdom on earth which shall be different from all the other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth trample it and break it into pieces in other words when satan you know or the antichrist comes into power this kingdom is going to be all over the world it's going to be every uh tongue every nation it's going to be all over the world and it's going to be, he's going to roll and he's going to roll hard and it's going to decimate i mean whoever will not bow in his name he will he just, he just wants to kill He was, like it says, Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, the Antichrist, his little little Satan child, is no different. He's bringing the same, he's on the same mission. And so, and that's what he's doing. That's what it's talking about here. He will trample and break in pieces. I mean, just, I mean, annihilate any that stand against him. And so, verse 24 the ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from the kingdom, and another shall arise after them he shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue the three kings as antichrist coming into power throwing out the three kings out of the ten regions uh verse 25 he shall speak blasphemous words against the most high he shall shall persecute the saints of the most high and shall intend to change times and laws. i want to pull up right there um in the king james version it says to wear out the saints but really what that is is to persecute it means to persecute um those who become christians during the tribulation like one's, one wears out an item of clothing the antichrist will not um just harass those believers but will seek to snuff them out he will try to kill them he's going to try to kill them um probably through uh, either public seizure or economic squeeze you know like i said you won't be able to buy sell or trade without the mark and so that's how he's going to hit um as a result of their refusal to take the mark the mark of the beast which is you know 666 we know what it is and we know that it's going to be put on the head on the forehead or on the right palm is what revelation tells you um and you know what What's crazy is you see the, the wave of, of tats everybody wants a tat everybody wants a tattoo these days and um my, my halo's not choking me i got them I got them, and of course, they they glorify God, so not that that's great or not, but you know, the thing is that everybody today wants a tattoo, and so that's what my personal belief is, is that I think right now, you can get a tattoo that you can, it's invisible to you. But then you shine it under a certain light, and then it, you can see the whole thing. And so that's what I think it's going to be. It could very well be a barcode, because in the barcode there is a 6, and then in the middle code, bar there's a 6, and then on the last code there's a 6 in the groupings of bars. And so it very well could be. But I think in order to, to make it more, you know, um, t- more easy to take, I guess, is that I could see it being invisible that way everybody says, "Oh well, you can't see it, what's the big deal? And then you just put your hand by the scanner and plop. and you're, you know now all your groceries are paid for. There is no need for definitely no cash money, like it says in, in the you know when the one one world order comes, it'll be a one world currency, a one world religion, and a one world government. And so all this is going to be all uh, computerized, it's all going to be, and we know we, is, this world is computer today, if not, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm old school i'm still writing with pen and paper but i'm trying to change that <laughs> ipad you know but anyway um it's going to be all computerized um the mark uh, it's going to be there he won't force anybody that's one thing when it comes to this you will make the choice they won't they're not going to force you but know this that we won't be here but if there are one or two that you know like i say there's there's 18 inches between heaven and hell it's taking god has put it in each one of us to know that he's real and know that he exists it says that even the 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 sky the stars the heavens testify of him so but he's put it in each one of us to know that he's real but it's us taking that head knowledge of god because even the angels know that there's a god and it says that they tremble at jesus's name there's not a one of those guys going to be in heaven okay and so it's getting that head knowledge to your heart. And that's about 18 inches. And that's the distance between heaven and hell. It's 18 inches. Get it here. Get it here. And so, but that's the thing is those that don't, they're going to suffer. They're going, it's it's not going to be pretty. Um, like it says, uh, they'll, he's going to persecute the saints of the Most High. Um, that was verse 25. Um, and like it says, you know, either through... You know, if you don't have the mark, you're not going to be able to buy, sell, or trade. Um, and we know it's going to be on the forehead or the or the hand, the right palm. And so, um, like I said, you'll have the choice. If you make the choice to not to take the mark, he'll say, off with your head. And so, um, there's going to be a lot of people trying to escape, trying to get away, get to the mountains, you know, all that. And that's what God says, is for those when that time happens don't even go back for your 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 jacket or your coat run run for the mountains head for the hills is what it says and so um because it's going to be ugly it's it, it, you know it's unlike anything that we could even imagine we we think it's bad right now whenever you see isis cutting people's heads off over there and everywhere uh, we th- we know that's bad but that's it's going to be commonplace thing is though is is people want to say well it's probably you know islam it's going to be the religion of that day and and it's not it's going to be because what you have to realize is if you get when you go into revelation it talks about when all the countries move against israel um all the baltic states you know uh, turkey and iraq and iran and russia is going to come gog and magog is going to come from the north against israel it says that that there's only they're going to almost be annihilated they're going to be pushed back by God, supernaturally, first and foremost, okay, and it says that there 's only going to be a third left, so the and we know that Islam is the religion that 's pushing for that. we know they they, they think that america 's the big Satan and israel 's the little Satan they want to annihilate them iran 's trying to bust up these nukes to to blow them up, and you know that 's their mission the their they're President, if you will, has said that that's what he wants to do. And so, but whenever the Bible says that there's only going to be a third of them left, Islam is not going to be in any shape or form to be able to push their their lies on anybody. Uh, you know, Allah is not God. He, he, the moon god, Allah is not God. Um, sad thing is, is in their own Quran. I don't know if y'all know this, but in their own Quran, their holy book. It says that Allah is the chief of all liars in their own holy writings you can find it right in there he's the chief of all liars now when you get to the Bible who does that sound like Satan Satan says that he is God says that Satan is the father of all lies and so and you can get even deeper in that and you'll see that the god that they are worshiping is actually satan antichrist it's who they're expecting to to come the 12th imam when he comes on the scene all his traits are exactly the way the bible describes the antichrist so we know who they worship so anyway but they're going to be so weak because their numbers have been dwindled because god uh, defeats them, pushes them back. Crazy thing is, is, Israel. Everybody's worried about this little strip that's no bigger than than New Jersey. Uh, they're all all worried about that. Crazy thing is, is, like the Bible says, is that after that day, that their their borders are going to be pushed beyond the Jordan, and that's going to make a whole lot of people very unhappy. But they ain't nothing they can do about it because now it says that they're going to be a cu- israel 's going to be a cup of trembling, because they know that who did all that who pushed them back who defeated all those armies against little israel Mm, that's right god (laughs) and so yeah um it's not going to be islam it's not going to be one religion i it's going to be pretty very probable that it's going to be a mixture of all the religions put together that that the antichrist will come up with and i guarantee you he'll sell it and there's going to be buyers because they're going to roll that way and it's sad. It's sad because they they they'll be deceived. And um, like I said, it's just the thing is, like it's, like God's word says, is that we will say in that day that uh, true and righteous are your judgments, Lord. And so we're gonna know, we're gonna see when he puts up when the great white throne judgment happens. We're gonna see. We're gonna look at each person and say, "Holy smoke! That was a thousand times that guy got told about Jesus." Or that, that girl got told about Jesus. And every time, we're going to see it. We're going to see why. We're going to see why they rejected it. It's like, oh, didn't want nobody running your life. You wanted to be your God. Oh, yeah, we're going to see all that. Thousands of times. Each person is given, I guarantee you, more than one time to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. God says that that the Holy Spirit knocks on that door through your whole life until you finally come to the truth he knocks and he, he tries to draw draw you to god and that's what that's what the holy spirit's job is is to draw us to god and the sad thing is, is that we're gonna see that we're gonna see no i don't need you today god nope no i'm good i got this you know the bad thing is is that when they come and stand before jesus on that day They're not going to be standing. Because you hear a lot of excuses. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to go to that church because there's a whole bunch of hypocrites at that church. I don't want to go to that church over there because, you know, they just, they're, they're crazy. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of excuses. Ultimately, the bottom line is, God didn't say, trust in that church. God didn't say, trust in that pastor. God said, trust in me. Trust in me, Jesus said. And so, there's going to be no excuse bottom line they chose to stand under the law you'll either stand under the law or you'll stand under grace jesus said i'm going to be your lawyer if you'll accept me i'll be your lawyer and so on that like i was talking about the 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 judgment and then you know he he sentences um jesus we're not even going to have to be at the great white throne judgment those of us that have have invited jesus as our lord and savior into our hearts we're not even going to be there our our judgment seat is going to be the bema, the bema seat every christian out there will go and sit at the bema seat the bema seat the bema. the word bema is reward it's a reward seat it's just like the athletes well, olympics are about to start up i love the olympics um go usa but <laughs> it's going to be the same for the christian whenever there's no worry whenever that athlete goes up to either accept the gold silver or the bronze is there there's no worry it's like wish it was gold but i'm good give me that bronze you know it's it's gonna be the same thing there's no worries there's no uh uh-oh that's the bema seat gold silver and bronze and so that's the only one we're gonna have to worry about we will not be at the great white throne judgment that's where all the lost will be and because why because jesus will be standing there saying they're gonna read that that book and your name's gonna come and say oh that was one of mine Next. And that's how that's going to go. Because each one of us that have made that choice, we're standing under grace. Grace is unearned, undeserved favor. That's what that word grace means from the Greek. Unearned, undeserved favor. We don't deserve it. We didn't work for it. We didn't earn it. We didn't go do our good deeds. We weren't that, that thief. We Actually, we were. We, we're that thief on the cross on the right. Where he says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom today. Jesus said, verily verily i say unto you that this day you will be with me in paradise that's what we have to look forward to because why because we believe and we trust in the name of jesus we believe on jesus and believe whenever you get into romans that word believe on his name and you will be saved it's believing it's 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 a verb plural verb form it's 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 Believing, it's not that it takes every day for you to be saved over and over and over again. Once you're saved, you believe. But it's 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 a, a it's a verb form. It's it's I'm believing. I'm trusting in God. If I was to die today, I'm trusting that I'll be in heaven that next second. And so, um, um, let me go. Want to roll? Um, he's going to try to change the the times and the laws. Is the next next verse, um, and what, basically what that is, and they've actually all, almost already tried to do it. Um, what he's talking about is uh, BC is bef- is is or, uh, BC before Christ and AD after his death after death is what those stand for. They'll tell you now that that's kind of changed, uh, and I can't even remember what it's, what it is, but they've already kind of pushed it in that direction. Um, he'll change those anything, any law, anything. That is representative of God. Okay, He doesn't want, and so He's going to change it. He'll change the laws. Uh, he's already pushed it to where, like I said, you uh, you the Ten Commandments are out of the courtrooms. They're they're not in any courtroom anymore. The Ten Commandments. Why, why wouldn't you have that there? But by law, I mean they've already they've passed the laws, and so shows you we've already started rolling that direction. You know, all this is removed um so um we'll continue because i need to roll i need to hurry up here um and the saints the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and a times and a half a time in today's language that's three and a half years and what that's talking about is the um the second part of the tribulation like i said the first the the tribulation the seven-year tribulation is broken up and it's split in half okay um, the first three and a half is peace and, and, and love and and all that fun stuff. And the second half is what it's talking about here is the second three and a half years is where um, the saints that, you know, have come, you know, to the truth or actually those people that have come to the truth. Um, he's calling them saints and that's who's going to be persecuted and, and, and killed is there, he's going to try to kill every single one of them um um verse 26 but the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people the saints of the most high um this is what i wanted to tell you um first the antichrist is what's talking about armageddon is what it's talking about there at the beginning of that um his dominion is going to be taken away okay uh satan actually when god comes down and 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 kills the body of the antichrist with satan in him satan's going to come out that body's going to be destroyed all those that that reject god they're going to be like i said cast into hades and then the thousand year uh millennium is going to going to roll this is what i want to show you right here where it says saints okay very important and we don't get puffed up about it but whenever we invite jesus christ in our heart as our lord and savior god says we're a new creation we're holy righteous and redeemed we are a new creation we are a holy priesthood i can't stand it when i hear pastors even saying that yeah yeah we're all sinners yeah we're all sinners do you know that god says that what how a man believes in his heart so he is so what do you think satan wants you to think Is that we're sinners, man. We're sinners. And it's like, yeah, we sin, but we're no longer sinners. We're a new creation. God calls us saints. So if you know that and you believe that in your heart, it's not that we walk around and look at, oh, look, I'm holier than thou. Don't touch me. Can't get close to me. You know, we don't, that's not what it is. It's we know that we're not sinners anymore because all of our sins have been forgiven. On that cross, sin's forgiven gone god re- remembers them no more so if he doesn't remember our sin anymore are we sinners no even though we sin well we fall short we're not sinners anymore that's not our that's not who we are that's not what we're known by we were crucified with christ right crucified with christ and now it's not me that lives but it is christ who lives in me is what the word says and so you start walking like that Knowing that, you know what? We're saints. We're God's saints. He made, this is, I'm Saint Russ. Woo, Saint Kim, Saint Brian. It goes on and on in the whole room. It's like, if you have invited Jesus Christ in your heart, you're a saint, okay? Tell Satan to shut up. Because if Satan's telling you that you're still a sinner, then a lot of times, like God's word says, is so a man thinks in his heart, so he is you're gonna be a sinner in your heart and you think you're a sinner, then you're pretty much gonna be more prone to that, right? It's kinda how that rolls. So understand that. When he calls them saints here, he's he's not talking about, you know, all those that have gone before us. He's talking about those people that invited Jesus in their hearts as their Lord and Savior in the tribulation. He's calling them saints. That shows you We're saints. We're we're not sinners. though we sin we get up like it says a righteous man gets up seven times we will sin we will fall short of the glory of god but we will get back up in other words we won't stop getting up a righteous man won't he will get up and he'll say you know what sorry lord forgive me uh next time strengthen me not to fall in that hole pretty soon we stop falling in that hole and we pass that road altogether. and we keep pretty soon we're rolling straight down the path that god has for us and so um i gotta finish up (laughs) um verse 27 then the kingdom of dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him verse 28 um, this is the end of the account um, and it, it, it bothered Daniel it is basically at the end of that and he didn't tell anybody um, he kept it in his, he wrote it down but he kept it in his heart this is what I want you to also understand Daniel was very brave in, in, in saying this because he's a prophet. This, he put this prophecy, all these prophecies out there, okay? And what does God say as far as what's a false prophet? How many false prophecies does it take for there to be a false prophet? One. One false prophecy. I don't care if you get eight right and then you, you get the last two wrong. Or you get nine right and you get that last one wrong, okay? God says that in Deuteronomy, what is it, 16 and 18, it says, to, uh, to run from a false prophet. Don't listen to anything they say once it's established that they're a false prophet. When they say something and it doesn't come to pass, thus saith the Lord. You know, if you are speaking in, in, in the name of God and it doesn't come to pass, God says, let God be true and that man be a liar. He's a liar and run from him it says do not give him the time of day and the sad thing is is that like i said last week nostradamus gail Irwin, or not gail erwin the uh the the guy that keeps telling us the day that the uh, rapture is going to happen he keeps being wrong it's like okay once is enough shut up <laughs> okay i heard enough from you um but and in our backyard joseph smith He had over 60 false prophecies, people. (laughs) 60 false prophecies. All it takes is one. One. Okay? And you don't give them the time of day. Nostradamus, he... The only way that Nostradamus came to fame was because he uh, plagiarized the Bible in the ones that he got right. How about that? Only God knows the future. And so, um, I just want to finish up by saying, you know, we're not looking... For the Antichrist, we know his word is true because we can look back on Daniel's future and it's our past and we can see that what what God revealed to Daniel was straight up truth. It was precise. They say, like I said, they say that it can't be true. It can't Daniel couldn't have wrote that because it was so precise. And this is coming from from liberal theologians, you know. Uh I got no time for them because the God that we worship and, and and believe in and and walk in and abide in, they don't know. They don't know. They can call themselves theologians all day, but the God that I serve, He measures the universe by the span of His hand. Okay, and He's a big God, and He loves us, and He's with us. He's omnipresent, uh, omniscient, omnipotent. He knows all. He sees all. He's everywhere. By the way, Satan can't be. Is not. He doesn't know what we're thinking neither does his demons they can only throw thoughts in um but god is 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 a huge god that we serve and the funny thing is the is is when you start taking away this or that oh you know god di- didn't you know part the red sea he didn't part the sea it was always just about that much water in it and they crossed right there that's these liberal theologians i mean these ideas that they're coming up with to explain away these miracles that god did it just floors me but that's what they're trying to do It's what they try to do and it's like stop sad thing is is that he's leading people they're, they're leading people away from the truth and that's why god says beware of those that come in my name there will be many that come in my name that are false prophets false they're gonna if it wasn't a concern if it wasn't important to stay in god's word and get the right jesus and the right god the father god would have never said beware Of these false prophets that come in my name in the last days so anyway i just want to um finish up here um just say this we know who wins (laughs) okay we know who wins and it is the god that we serve so i'm just want to encourage everyone to you know uh be about our father's business you know reach that reach out god will give you the words to say in that hour reach out to that friend in school reach out in that 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 friend at work reach out God will give you the words all God calls us to do is to drop the seed he'll bring in the harvest we have victory when we speak the gospel when we tell them the truth we have victory in that God will bring the harvest so it makes it a little easier when they say oh shut up I don't want to hear what you got to say it's like okay not gonna beat you over the head with the word but I did what God called me to do that's victory for me that's a reward that's the reward when I get there. And, of course, that's not why I'm doing it. I want to see every person that I have ever bumped into in heaven. I'm not here to be a Christian. I'm here to take as many with me to heaven as I can. And that should be our goal, and that should be what we're all about. Right? Amen? Okay, let me let's pray this up and be done. Brian, would y'all come up? Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, Lord. We just thank you for the truth. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. We praise you that you would open our eyes and open our ears and help us to come to know you through your word, Lord. just pray that that you would give give each and every one of us here an unquenchable desire, an unquenchable thirst, an unquenchable hunger for you and for your word, Lord, that we would get in you. You tell us that, that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Lord, I pray that you would just set us on fire, fill us with your presence, give us a desire to be in your word and and, and to to take that truth and that that love and that gospel out to everyone that we know, Lord, that the days are short, pretty soon we're not going to be able to work. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would embolden us, strengthen us, that we we would walk out there in our mission field, Lord, and it wouldn't be by our might, but it would be by your strength. Lord, that you would just just pour forth the words that 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 person that, that lost person needs to hear. Lord, that you would let the Holy Spirit soften their heart and draw them powerfully to you, that they would come to a saving faith in you, Lord, and 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 that that we would be all about our Father's business, Lord. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.